Welcome, and thank you for listening today. This Caregiver Life podcast focuses on caregivers from all walks of life. Throughout the episode, we will hear from caregivers on the front line, those who do the day-to-day, sometimes hour-to-hour caregiving. We will also hear from care recipients, professionals in the field of caregiving, and other various topics of interest to those living this caregiver life. Hi, Jen. Hi, Mayor. We're doing another podcast. I'm so excited. This is our third podcast this week. I know. We've been busy. We're on, this will be episode 53. That's incredible. 3,100 listeners. 3,100. I haven't even gotten the message up on social media about 3,000 yet. Well, forget it, man. We're just going to surpass that. We'll be at 4,000 before you know it. I can't wait. Yeah. So what's good in your world? What's going on? So a lot of things. I've been doing a lot of medical appointments, just taking care of my own health, which is something that we preach a lot about. I was actually just going over my calendar and being like, oh, the next two weeks are going to be so busy because I'm getting blood work and doing these, you know, getting a scan and doing all these preventative maintenance on myself. But it's what we need to do so that we can not only take care of our loved one, but, you know, keep ourselves healthy and happy too. So been super busy with that. And uh, something exciting is happening. What is that? My son and daughter-in-law are expecting a baby. Oh, way to go. That's the first you announced that on podcast. Congratulations. Yes, I'm going to be Grandma Jen. Grandma Jen, is that what you decided? I, th- I think, or Jenny, or whatever she wants to call me. It's a girl. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but it's okay. okay. So... I'm going to throw a baby shower and do all the things. And I can't wait because, you know, the thing about this caregiver life is we have like such really hard times and it can be hard to enjoy the good times. So I'm really focusing on just get, getting the best out of this. Yeah. Being a grandma is the best. It's like, it's like the best thing ever. Lily, Joe, we, we love having them. We FaceTime with them all the time. It's just, it really is good. It really warms your heart to have a couple of kids that you don't have to raise. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm looking forward to that. I probably just dated myself for most of our listeners and that's okay. (laughs) All right. Well, we have some other news here. Um, I don't, I don't have any news on the caregiver front. And so we'll keep our fingers crossed because that means things are, you know, not crazy and that's a good thing. It's been very, very busy from case management perspective for me the last few weeks, so I'm happy to have some, some quiet time here. We have guests on our show today. I'm so excited, and we were giving them the rundown before we got started today about how it works and how it goes and what you might hear in the background, like dogs or airplanes, and what you might hear today is a squeak because I got a new office chair, and it needs WD-40. Oh, no. Are you going to be able to do that yourself? Uh, I'm going to try. I mean, sometimes it's good just to get your hands dirty and fix something, you know? Yeah, you can do it. I'm sitting on a bolster, on a, my yoga bolster on the floor, because <laughs> that's my favorite position. Um, gets really stretchy. So let's, let's talk with um, Mike Eidsuni. Did I say it right, Mike? Nailed it. I, good. You nailed it. Okay, outstanding. So we have Mike and we have Matt Perrin from Carely with us today. And I'm excited to hear about what you guys are up to and how this can help our caregivers. So Mike, can you give us uh, an overview of you, of what you're about and 
a little bit about how you got into this caregiver business. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a long story, but I'll keep it short. Um, you know, really got introduced to the space personally. Um, I found myself as a kind of second generation caregiver for a grandparent. And um that experience was stressful. It was hard on my parents. And uh as a as a son, as a proud first child, I wanted to make it easier for them. Um, and I saw opportunity to sort of do that at scale. Um, sort of as an entrepreneur in heart, I knew that I could could maybe make the world a little bit of a better place by, you know, inserting technology here. Um, and so that led me down sort of an eight-year path and an eight-year mission to really improve the lives of caregivers all over the world. And that's sort of what Carely is all about. And we use technology as sort of the centerpiece to to enable that to happen. Um, and for the last eight years, that's been my sole focus. Um, sole mission in life is really just to have an impact, make a positive impact on caregivers' lives all over the world. Well, well, that's outstanding because I know that we need a lot of help. When I, um, when I became a caregiver early on, long before we were connected with the, with the VA, um, there wasn't even an internet. <laughs> it was 1993. And I'll tell you, it was scary. It was uncharted territory and I, had, I didn't have any peers, I didn't have any help and um, I, I probably did a lot of things the hard way just because I didn't know any other way. So I, th I think it's really exciting when we can bring some more tools to the toolbox for our, our, uh, our caregivers. And we have another guest with us, Mike. So Mike, can you give us a, a little intro and a little overview of yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Matt Perrin. I am uh, head of growth at Carely, um, but my most important job, sorry, Mike, is uh, family caregiver uh, for, for my mom, Rosemary, who's living with Alzheimer's disease. Um, and I'm part of uh, my father-in-law, Steve's care team, as he lives with Louis body dementia in our home, along with our three children. So uh, my wife and I are, are very much in the... Uh, in the caregiving weeds, as they say, we're coming up on six years into our journey, and uh, uh, somewhere along the way, I, I just, um, you know, the experience sort of took hold of me, uh, personally, of course, but also professionally. Uh, my wife and I, uh, a few years ago, started a website called Row and Steve, named after our parents, to make caregiving a little bit less lonely and finding senior care and senior living uh, a bit more transparent. So uh, that's how I, I, I got into, uh, from a professional standpoint anyway, the senior living and uh, caregiving space. Um, and happy to be here today to talk with you about my experience. Well, thank you for being with us. We really appreciate it. And I know our listeners will as well. And then of course, we have our fantastic Jennifer McInday here with us. And um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pass some questions over to Jennifer for her to ask and, and then I'll jump in a little bit. Well, first, thanks, Mayor. And um, I'm so excited to have male caregivers on the show. You know, there are tons of male caregivers across the country and they so often fail to self-identify or to let people know. I don't know if it's because it's pride or they maybe don't see themselves as a caregiver um, as much as a, a, a family member, but it's true that the stress on male caregivers um, is compounded because you don't necessarily always have a peer group. And I'm, I'm really just 
astonished that you not only took care of your parents, uh, but you put together this website to have, help other people. You know, Mayor and I talk so much about how technology can really be the saving grace for caregivers on many days. And it's how Mayor and I stay in touch with, our, with each other, with the, our caregiving network. Um, and I just wanna ask you like, when you started the webpage and you began networking with other caregivers, did you start to feel a little bit less stressful? Did you start to feel a little differently? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of a, a loaded question, but um, because I just, for me personally, it, it seemed natural. I needed an outlet. Um, and, uh, you know, initially uh, social media was that for me and, and continues to be today. You know, there's a really, uh, I always say, you know, the, the most beautiful part of Twitter is caregiving Twitter. Um, and, uh, you know, I have people who I've never met in person who I consider close friends, right? Um, and it's, uh, you know, everything from venting to asking specific questions about specific situations to sharing a joke or a rant, um, you know, that having that outlet uh, or creating that outlet for myself has been invaluable. Um, so yeah, I absolutely felt different doing that. I think whether your outlet is social media or finding a local caregiver group that you can connect with, um, it's just so important to be able to vent, to be able to laugh. I mean, the craziest things happen when you're a caregiver. Um, and I kind of have a crazy story that relates to Mike, actually. So Mike, I, I read that when you were founding Carely, you actually went through the Brookdale Senior Living Entrepreneur program and you lived there for a week you lived in a care facility for a week and you know as a motivational speaker i for window warrior project i've spent a lot of time at assisted living facilities long-term care um, elder residential communities you name it and i've actually had the pleasure to stay in them too and it's a really interesting thing to experience so i was hoping you'd tell us about that and then i think mayor has some more nuts and bolts questions for you yeah, that you know that to this day is still one of the most memorable experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, so, so, so Brookdale is a, a for for the listeners who don't know, Brookdale is sort of one of the larger assisted living, um, uh, independent living operators around the country. They've got thousands of communities across the country, um, and they they through a program, uh, a technology sort of. Uh, uh, amplification program got connected to me and this was very very early on in sort of the the journey for me as a as an entrepreneur and um, we still didn't have a lot of like uh, direction we still didn't quite know who we were going to be when we grew up as a company um, so it was sort of perfect timing because what they were offering was an opportunity to really get in and experience a day in the life and so for me, for an entrepreneur, for someone who's trying to build a business, you can't, you know, you can't ask for anything better. But what I didn't realize was how much I was just going to enjoy the time and the people and, and sort of the environment. Um, the, the, the sort of the way I jokingly equate it or the, analysis, the analogy I use is that I, I suddenly found myself with 100 grandparents all wanting to uh, <laughs> make me feel better, make sure I had enough to eat, make sure that I was having a good time. And it was amazing. And it was, and it was just everything you would imagine and more about that sort of the positive side of that. But then on the other side of that, I think some of the things that struck me um, the most, and, and quite frankly, have had sort of the largest impact as we've sort of built the business, um, 
was sort of this realization that they're really living on an island. Um, you know, this, this idea that they're isolated and that they're sort of broken away from us and the rest of sex, uh, uh, society because of, you know, lack of technology adaption, like a, like, uh, 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 usability of certain technology, you know, we take for granted, I think a lot, and this was really exposed when I was there, this idea that I know what's going on with all my friends and family, no matter where they are in the country. I know that they've just had a kid. I know that they just got married. I know that, you know, I feel connected to them in a, in a way. It's not really that tangible, but I still feel like I understand what's going on. None of the folks in that community had that. They ne None of them had that sense. And one of just the short stories that really amplified that for me was we were sitting at dinner, uh, me and a, and a group of ladies were sitting at dinner and we were exchanging stories and something I said sparked, um, sparked something from the woman across from me. And she said, Oh my gosh, I've got to show you something amazing. And so she turns around and she grabs this, um, this birthday card that her son had sent her. And, uh, seemingly just a regular birthday card with photos printed on the front and inside of it of, of grandchildren and them. And that just said, happy birthday, grandma. And she said, can you believe that they can get pictures onto a birthday card and have it sent to me? And I was sort of like, is she joking? Does she know that like, this is like the easy thing to do? I didn't say that obviously, but but I, so in that moment, I was sort of struck because this simple, you know, connection or this piece to the outside world was sort of her most treasured asset in that moment, in that building, in that community. And it, it sort of, it made me feel sad a little bit, but I was also super happy for her because again, she just carries this thing around and shows it to everybody she can. And, and of course I echoed that, but it just struck me as sort of, you know, there's something I can do about this. I understand technology. I have a team of people that can build technology. I can help bridge this gap. This is the direction. And, and it's sort of that, you know, the cheesy way to put it, it was the light bulb moment for us where we said, okay, we've got to bring these folks in. We've got to really make sure that we're not forgetting about this piece or this, this area of our society. Um, because they're, they're us, they're our family. Like we have to, we have to do better. We have to manage this. Um, and that was five, I mean, five years ago to this day. And it's, it's sort of been a ever evolving process to try to do that and fulfill that mission. But that's really, that, that is a core piece of why we do everything we do today. Wow, that's such a great story. That's such great insight though, to have spent time, time with them and to really get a feel for it. I think even um, as daily caregivers, we could all agree that for people to actually come in and see what our life is like, it would be surprising, right? Because, you know, Jennifer and I check in with each other every single day and she'll say, what's, what, what do you have stacked up today, Mayor? And I say, all the things, because <laughs> 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 that's what it is. I mean, you know, you can't list them. It's all the tasks. It's a very, it can be a very task oriented operation as a caregiver, depending on the level of caregiving that you're giving, but if you're, if you are not living in the same area as the, your loved one who needs care, that's where technology really shines. And so I am kind of a nuts and bolts type of person. And I, I would want to know if I'm a caregiver listening, what does that mean to me? What does Carolee mean to me? What, how do I use it? How easy is it to use and, and what do you use it for? Yeah. So let me, 
uh, let me start and I'll just sort of give you an overview, but I really would love Matt to sort of give like the nuts and bolts of it because Matt's in it right now. So his answer is going to be real time. Um, but I think just as a company, you know, I said sort of vaguely at the beginning of this, our, our goal is to positively impact the caregiver experience. And up until three months ago, that was through Carely, the mobile app. And, and, and if you're a family with multiple caregivers and communication is sort of a strain, that's, what our, that's where that app shines. It helps coordinate, helps communicate care, make sure that everybody's you know, getting a touch, getting, getting you know, uh, information communicated correctly, staying on the same page, all that great stuff. But when we acquired caregiving.com, that sort of really broadened the scope. It really broadened our reach and our ability to have that positive impact. So for us, you know, taking this mission and, and, and really sort of applying it to this community uh, that is caregiving.com, it's sort of really amplified, I think, what we're going to be able to do long term. Um, and that's really exciting for us. So to talk, I guess, more, more specifically how it's impacting a caregiver, Matt's, Matt's family has been using it, I think, now for the past few weeks. And I mean, I think the use case speaks for itself in many ways. Yeah. So, um, Mary, it's a great question. And I mean, in one sentence, I mean, the Carely Family app allows families and, and, uh, and you know, family networks, let's say, to include friends to communicate and coordinate around a loved one's care. I mean, period, full stop. That's, uh, that, that's, that's what the app does. Now, I, you know, when we started using it, um, just candidly, I didn't expect it to have the impact that it does for our family. And um, it, it just allows us to, uh, wherever we are in the country, to keep abreast of what's happening um, in those little moments. Like everyone, know, everyone that needs to know in a caregiving dynamic knows when something big is going on uh you know a spouse is being you know moved from one community to the next or it needs to have a procedure or you know there's some other sort of uh you know life event happening um but life happens in between those moments and you know the the social networks like facebook and, and instagram that are public are public <laughs> and uh the you know our caregiving life is uh, exceedingly private. Uh, so, you know, it, it, I mean, for one, just the sharing of photos uh, among caregivers, uh, for my father-in-law, as an example, is, um, you know, is something that fills our hearts like nothing, nothing else, right? The little moments, him eating a sandwich, smiling, um, you know, our scoreboard as caregivers, my wife and I always talk about are um, you know, again, we're, we're caring for people we love who are living with various forms of dementia. And, you know, our scoreboard is, is, you know, moments of eye contact or smiles or laughter, right? So be able to capture those uh, in photos and have a notification pop up on my phone and see that Linda Reardon just uh, posted a photo of my father-in-law uh, laughing at something uh, is beyond priceless, right? And um, something else that's occurred to me in the last few days, actually, and Mike, I don't think you and I have um, talked about this, but um, it really becomes uh, an, an archive uh, over time. And, and the value of that archive um, to us as a family grows over time 
because it's all, it's just the capturing of these little moments, photos, comments on photos, interaction, you know, comments on comments on photos. To be able to scroll through that as, as a family, uh, any of us, uh, whether it's my wife's brother who lives in Michigan uh, and we're in New Hampshire, or, um, you know, uh, her my father-in-law's brother who lives in Rhode Island, they can all have access to that on their fingertips, on their phone. Um, and, you know, we value the archive. It's huge value for us as a family today. Um, but it'll be cherished in the future when our, you know, our caregiving time is done. Because these are photos that they're little moment captures. Um, and that's really what the family app becomes is uh, a collection of, of, you know, the moments of our caregiving journey uh, that we wouldn't otherwise have access to. Gosh, that's so poignant and so beautiful. My mom has Alzheimer's and is um, living in California with, she was in Florida. My sister and I um, scooped her up from there last year and got her to California. And I'm in, I'm in North Carolina and agreed upon by my siblings. I have enough on my plate. I just, I wouldn't have been the natural choice to take care of my mom mm -hmm. um, based just on our dynamics and my family. But I, I, I'm only one person, so we, you know, we can't, I would love to have more photos of her. Um, mm -hmm. And she's been on lockdown because she's in an assisted yeah. living. So it would be even wonderful if, they, if, if the facility would share some of those photos, even the changing photos of her are yeah. still meaningful. And certainly things that you would not necessarily share on social media. I am, I am very particular about what I will share yeah. of my husband's progression with ALS. And he looks pretty good, but there are some changes in him. And I, because as you say, you know, social media is so public. It's mm -hmm. not for public consumption, yeah. but it is for our family. Um, you know, it's beautiful for our kids to be able to see them and they adore them and, um, and they're okay with seeing the changes. But I don't want to hear people's comments about it on social yeah. media. <laughs> yeah. I don't want their, I'm not interested in their insights. So that's new for me to realize that that's what the part of what your platform offers is the sharing of photos in that way. Yes. And there's one other thing actually, um, you know, that was tactically speaking for me as a caregiver, sort of the compelling event that said, man, I got to, I just want, I'm going to try this thing, right? It's available, you know, Carely Family app. It's obviously free, available in any app store, you know, Apple, Android, et cetera. Uh, but the, the compelling event for me was, and I, I laughed when you, you mentioned all the things earlier about the task list, because it never goes away um, and to agree a million percent. However, um, for whatever reason, one of the biggest stressors for me and sources of guilt uh, is communication and updating, right? So, and there's sort of multiple sides of that. There's the, the logistical communication, you know, you're talking with stakeholders in your loved one's care, be it, you know, healthcare providers or uh, whoever, right? Family members. Um, but then there's also, you know, just the need to update family, right? And nothing sends me to the edge of the cliff more than uh, some of the comments I get from my, the fam my family and, and, and some of my, my mom's friends who I, I love dearly, but uh, you, you know, that dynamic of, hey, give me an update, give me an update, um, just really was a, you know, a source of struggle for me. Um, and this gives me one place to send the update. There's no more disparate sort of 
uh, phone calls, emails, text messages based on who I'm communicating with, what I'm communicating about, and how that person uh, you know, needs to communicate. Uh, I can just update it in the app. I can ask specific questions to specific people in the app if I need to. So that, is, that was the compelling event for me. Uh, and, and, and you put that together with the social aspects that we've been talking about. Um, you know, I don't want to go into hyperbole or anything like that, but it really has meaningfully in a short period of time improved, uh, improved our, our day-to-day caregiving experience. Doesn't make it easy. I mean, we know that, but it's uh, <coughs> been meaningful, meaningful improvements to, um, to our day-to-day. Well, and, and I want to just add to, you know, it, you know, it's really, it's interesting to hear that, you know, Matt and I sort of talk about it occasionally, you know, his experiences, he's using it. Um, but to, that story about the tipping point is the exact, it's literally the exact same story that started all of this. Um, my uncle, um, when my great grandmother was sort of, uh, when she was in hospice care, um, at the end of her life, the hardest thing for him was having to communicate to 15 people every single day, multiple times a day, what the update was. And it, it got to the point literally where it broke him. He couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't, it just, and the, and the really sad part was people reaching out, asking for the update. It's not that they were being pests. It's not that they were being, they were just trying to be supportive. How is it going today? Is there anything new? And when you've got, 16 people sort of doing that via text and email and phone calls. It got to be so overwhelming for him that he just broke down and went silent. And then all of a sudden it was, well, where's the updates? You know, where nobody, it it created this, this stress and anxiety and guilt and frustration with one another that, that just didn't need to exist. And like that, watching that happen again, I mentioned being sort of a second degree caregiver, watching that happen, that insight is and, and watching sort of the pain that that my family went through because of that just being enabled to just send small updates that was the moment where we said we've got i can do something about this i can change this for people and that's sort of what set us down this path so I, it's that's the first time i've ever heard matt tell his story so incredible to hear it sort of sync up like that well it's so moving and i can tell you as a long-term caregiver you know my brother was wounded 15 years ago. And so yeah. initially you have all those people who are like, how is he, how is he doing? What's he doing? And then, you know, he just had his 20th surgery this year. And people would say, oh, I was gonna reach out, but I didn't want to bother you. And here I was, you know, kind of alone mm. and wouldn't really maybe have minded somebody reaching out. To right, check. right. That's kind of the beauty of the platform is that it can go both ways, but on, but on the caregiver's terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you could assign somebody in your network, your of family and friends, to put the updates in there for you. So, so you as the caregiver in a moment where you either don't have time or you just don't feel like revisiting that, but somebody else can do that for you. That's really a great, that's such a great gift to be able to do that. We had, my husband was You've very tired last year. Haven't we done that before, Mayor? You and I have done that. Like you've done that for oh, me. Oh yeah, we've done that. We've, yeah. we've done, we, we do that for each other with, you know, in the smaller caregiving groups that we're on and social media and whatnot, you know, well, Jen has a report because sometimes you just can't be the one to deliver the message or you're really just too busy and you can just only give it to one person and let them share it out to who needs to know about it. 
So that's that's such a great uh, platform. I'm gonna check out the platform for um, with my mom, no, for my mom, on behalf of my mom, with my sister, because we don't we don't really get a lot of information anymore. We used to get a lot of information before we moved her out. Like yeah. moving her out of her house was like um, I don't know some hell that nobody ever told us about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the level of insanity trying to get her into a safe place. And we had people coming in, like AIDS coming in, but she hated them and she didn't yeah. want to leave. And she said all kinds of curse words and stuff. It was like the most, it was like, where did she know? We didn't even know she knew these words, you know? Like it was just, it was so crazy. And trying to communicate with my siblings across the country yeah. and say to them, okay, so this is the, so I finally wrote a script down of what she wrote to me. She, she, uh, what I, I wrote it down and I sent it to them. She, every single night for three weeks, she called me and said the same exact thing to me about yeah. she doesn't need help. And the list went on and I finally said, okay, I'm done. I'm writing down all the dates and I sent it to all of them. And I said, now do we get it? Do we understand now that we need to yeah. do something for mom? <laughs> yeah. There's one other, you know, one other thought um, just as we're talking is, um, I mean, there are going to be those instances yeah, in caregiving. We all know that where, sort of larger updates, more detail is required. Mm -hmm. um, but, but one of the sort of ancillary beauties of uh, this sort of social connection approach that Mike and, and the Carely team took uh, really from the outset um, is that, you know, once the connection is established, right? And this is part of why the guilt, some of that guilt, it, it alleviates and some of that stress, be, you know, the day-to-day, moment-to-moment little updates, um, it's so easy to use and it, it take, they, they're very brief, right? It, it's, it's, um, it becomes sort of just part of the day-to-day the -day, or it has for us anyway. And I can see, and I guess that's maybe where this is coming from, but um, it sort of alleviates the back of the mind stress that I need to get a proper update out because people are plugged in on sort of an ongoing basis to, um, you know, to, to how Steve or how my mom is doing on a, you know, on a given day, given week, um, given month, et cetera. Um, so, and that's been particularly helpful. You know, my mom's in now in a memory care community um, throughout lockdown. And you mentioned that, Mayor, and um, that the, it's just been exceedingly, um, you know, the changes we've seen in, in, in my mom throughout COVID and the lockdown, which, which I agree with, by the way, I, I don't fault the community. Um, they've done what they needed to do to keep residents safe. Um, but the changes, the, the, you know, that next level of social isolation I've had have been stark uh, in, in my mom. And, and um, you know, to, just to be plugged into that, um, you know, a bit closer than I was has been just really, really, um, comforting and uh you know i don't know if helpful at sometimes sad at others but you know i'd rather know than not um right and uh so uh and you asked off the top it's and and this has sort of been insinuated through my comments i think but um you know one of the beauties of of what what they've done with the the platform is it's it's just simple uh, and it's designed for it's designed with consumers in mind so if somebody can use Facebook, they can use Carly um, like that. You know, it's it's just it's and it's it's fun. It's it's beautifully designed, and and you know that 
that drives adoption, which with anything like Carly is critical. Like it needs to be used for you to get, you know, collect the collective value out of it. So. Hey Mayor, I downloaded the app. Can I add you to my circle? <laughs> yeah, you can. Do it. <laughs> nice. Do Live it. demo. <laughs> I'm going to do it too. We like doing live demos. Sometimes we do role playing on, the, on our podcast. I love um, it. So I if I'm a, I'm a caregiver and I'm asking questions about this, then I want to know it's free, right? Is that what you say? Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, there's no one else involved in your space except for the people you invite, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, because as a family, we used one, um, not, not anything like this. Mm -hmm. purely like a care management perspective because we are i do have siblings across the country we used wealthy um and that was and they have a care manager involved which which is what we absolutely needed we needed somebody to help get us resources and do the things none of us had time for and now we don't use that app anymore at all because we're done you could pay for it or not pay for it depending on the level you want it but this to me sounds like and correct me if i'm wrong this to me sounds like this is a platform where we have our, sort of our own, it's our own private communication with one another as family and friends where we could share photos, we could give updates, and we can all agree it doesn't go public. And there's nobody else involved in this app except for who we choose to be. We could. That's right. You, yeah, you, you as the family have full control of the care circle. Um, you know, interestingly enough, we, when we got into this space, the, the first two years of, of Carely, it was all about just the consumer side, the, the families using it, improving it, that sort of thing. And um, there was never really a plan to build a business around that. We didn't, didn't have really any idea how we were going to make money on that app because a free app, you know, what, what are we going to do? Like have ads or something like that. It didn't, it didn't make sense at the time. Well, interestingly enough, as we, as we continued to have success and more families, you know, thousands of families were coming on board across the country, the most interesting thing happened. All of these organizations that we had never heard of before um, started reaching out to us. You know, assisted living organizations and home health companies and, and hospice companies. And the message was almost identical every single time. It was, hey, families are using this app in our communities at, at home with our care workers how do we use it? And so that sort of that that became sort of the evolution. That's when Carly sort of you know took a significant shift and really became a business, um, an operation, if you will. And we started to develop sort of the the secondary component of the product, which is Carly Community, which is what like a like a healthcare organization would use to connect with families on the family app. So in the event that um, say mom or dad live in a community that also uses Carely, that you can take, the family can add that facility to their care circle. And now all of a sudden they've got a direct line of communication to the staff, the team, they're getting updates about mom and the participation and what she's doing and how progress is going on her therapy. Um, we've gone as far as integrating it even with the electronic medical record in many facilities. So you can get automatic updates about what's going on. You can get access to mom's current med lists, all that stuff. Um, so it really has matured a lot. And as, as a business, that, that's sort of where we you know, make money. That's how we fund everything else we do is we charge those facilities a subscription fee to be able to, uh, to, to use it. 
uh, to engage with families on the other side. And it's also what allows us to keep that mantra of it's always free to families and it always will be um, because, you know, the facilities sort of support it and continue to do so. Well, I think the, um, I think that it's so important that families know that, that, you know, that it's always going to be available for them to use, that it's free for them to use. Because there are always. so many already so overburdened by, you know, all of their expenses with caregiving, all of their time. And it's, it's really nice to be able to have that as a resource. And, you know, Jennifer and I, because we are, are our, the people we take care for are veterans and we're in the veteran space, we have, though annoyingly at times, the VA very involved, but we also very much have access to resources that a lot of other caregivers do not have and that never escapes us. So to be able to bring this resource, because that's, you know, our podcast is for, for all caregivers from all walks of life. And this is such a, a great resource to be able to bring to our caregivers. You know, they don't often hear things like, you know, this is for you to use as, right. as you feel it's good for your family to be able to communicate and and as and as you say matt how beautiful to you know to have a record to have the photographs to have the time with people if you can't see them all the time yeah it's uh it's wonderful <laughs> i'm i was gonna pull up the app and uh show it to you on video but i'll keep it private but it's i get the the best feeling when my little alert buzzes on my phone and I see the little Carly logo saying, you know, so-and-so just posted this update. Um, you know, that, you know, those came just much more infrequently prior. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd see them when I was randomly in my personal email, which I rarely am, <laughs> you know, maybe once every two or three days. So, um, and it's, it becomes a little bit of a virtuous cycle because now people have it on the phones, they're sitting there doing X, Y, or Z, and uh, they, they snap a photo or type out an update, just like they'd send a text. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the fact that it's in their hand, it's easy for them, it sort of perpetuates the cycle, which is uh, it's a great thing. So. You know, I, I go back to when we first started the company and we were you know, thinking about this and building the first version of it. And you were sort of tossing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks in terms of like, can this be a business? And, and every time in those conversations, we sort of got to the same point. It's like, what are we going to charge our mom and dad to like use the app we built for them? Like it just felt so cheap and it just felt so like forced. It's like, well, listen, let's just do this. Let's build a product that people need. Let's, let's do something of value. Let's, let's make a positive impact in the world. And at the end of the day, if it like, if it, we will find a way, you know, at that point, you know, we still, I saw a full-time job when we first started Carely, you know, in the, in the real world, I like to call it. Um, and I, it just, for us and for my founder, it was just like, you know, we can do this now as a side project and we can see the benefit of it in our own homes and in our own families. So let's focus on that. And then, you know, we'll keep our heads down and, and hope that one day we can do this full time and that we can be supported and that we can hire people like Matt to come help us grow and, and expand. Um, and that's really what it's all about. It's what it's been about for the last eight years. Just keep pushing forward with the same mission, great, same vision. How great is that? You hired a caregiver. That's and everyone on our team sort of has that experience. It's yeah. it's sort of one of the qualifying points we look for. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Well, that's great because that's caregivers, one of our caregivers' biggest struggles sometimes is holding onto employment or finding employment. And we did a, we did a nice in-depth um, podcast a, a few months ago with, um, um, he's from Genworth and he, he has a care management, um, uh, care management, what did you call it, Jen? Care management, they offer a care management package, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's really, um, it's almost like case management. I mean, they're yeah. there to help you with paperwork or make phone calls or try to deal with red tape. Um, and also also to help you find support, similar to an EFA, if you would. And and on, we found a lot of the, found out that a lot of employers incorporate those services into their employee assistance program. Yeah, we had a robust conversation with them about, uh, about caregivers and finding employment and you know, caregivers can be among the best employees, really, because we just really know how to juggle so many things. You know, we do. Like, we'll work at midnight if we have to. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't care. It's not a burden for us to do it, so long as we can take care of the other things in our life that are, that are so necessary. So, you know, it's so great that you have, that you're here, Matt, and that you hire caregivers. Yeah. I think that, that that's such a big plus, and, uh, and we appreciate it. We appreciate you coming on the show today, too. This, is, this has really been a good podcast today. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for yeah. having us. I'm Absolutely. Also, I, I'm, I'm so excited about the announcement that you acquired caregiving.com. I've referred to caregiving.com for a long time just to find like information or read some stories. Um, specifically, you know, there are often stories on there that are similar to mine and it makes me feel less alone. And um, I, I, I'm wondering, I'm curious here, this is a, a technology question. Is there a way to integrate the caregiving.com into the Carely app so that ah yes <laughs> I wanted to send an article about traumatic brain injury to a member of my brother's team. Um, it would be easy to do that in the app. It makes me wonder if you've been somehow hacked into our roadmap or our, our <laughs> files and and know what's going on. Yes, that is exactly the plan. Um, so so you know, the, the, the reason, so the reason we acquired the company, the, the reason behind sort of the, the merge of the, the partnership there and, and bringing the two companies together was really that toward the end of 2019, um, Carely and Carely Community, the, the sort of the, the B2B solution I talked about a second ago, um, that was having tremendous success. It was doing really well. But when we as a team sort of stepped back and looked at the impact we were having and sort of the trajectory of that impact, it felt good, but it also felt like we were still missing something pretty significant. And, and so you I talk a little bit about, and, and Matt's mentioned it too, you know, Carely is a good tool for a lot of caregivers, but it's not going to be for every family. It's not going to be for every caregiver. Uh, another tool might work fine. Text might work, you know, email might work in certain cases and that's great. But our goal is to have the largest impact we can on the caregiver population all over the world. And so when we were looking at Carely specifically the tool, we said, well, we're missing here. We're missing, we've got this great solution for this group of people, but there's probably 50 million other caregivers that need our help and we're just not reaching them through this channel. So for us, that, that search and that sort of the, the process led us to caregiving.com. It led the discussions with Denise Brown, the, the founder of that company to say, hey, I think we've got a lot of alignment and the community that you've built here is second to none. I mean, when you look at the website, even today, like pr previous to us acquiring it, 
there was, there's 10,000 blog posts on that site written by caregivers specifically about their situations. You can't find that anywhere else. I mean, it's no, it, it always felt like it was written just for me or that I, I know. Yes. It's, it's incredible. And the people that are doing it are incredible and they're so committed to it because they're hearing the, the comments in the comment section from the Jennifer's of the world saying, thank you so much for writing this because I just, I'm, I'm glad to be able to relate to someone in my position. So the goal really is to take that community that's been sort of harnessed for the last 20 years and then to add on top of it resources, articles, support, uh, podcasts, videos, everything that's out there in this caregiving ecosystem, make it really easy to index and find for caregivers. And then with that sort of system, we could call it a content management system, we'll be able to plug it into other places. So as you just mentioned, if I'm using Carely, Carely is smart enough to recognize sort of what's this family going through? Maybe what um, conditions does a loved one have? Where's the family based geographically? You know, the, all those sort of uh, data points. And then a, in a section of the app called discovery, you'll have that content start to self curate and it'll start to identify things that you as a user might find very useful in real time. So if you're stressed out about this specific instance, maybe it's understanding this Medicare Advantage plan, boom, we've got four or five articles talking about understanding the Medicare Advantage plan in Georgia and da 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 da, da. So like all of that with caregiving.com, I, I look at it now like a big Venn diagram where we've got sort of these three independent tools and companies, but they've got very specific points of overlap in each one of them. And that to me is really exciting because back to sort of the original piece here, that's gonna give us the best possible uh, platform to have that really, really large scale impact across the caregiver ecosystem globally. Well, we love all the things about Carely, and I'm so excited that you joined us for the show today. You know, caregivers do need outlets, uh, as Matt told us at the, when we first started talking today, and really our, the stress that we feel is sometimes matched by our loved ones, and they need communication, and what you've done is solve both of those problems, and so we can't thank you enough for being on the show. Um, can you tell our listeners as we wrap up how they can find you? Where can they get the app or how can they access more information? Yeah. I mean, I think a good, a great place to start just in general is caregiving.com. Um, I think that's where you're starting to find, you know, articles in the community. I think just, just knowing about that, if you don't already is a, is a great place. The app itself, as I mentioned, if, if people are interested in taking a look at that and, and playing around with it and seeing if it's a good fit, you can just download it in the app store. Um, you could go to our website and click a link that'll take you to the app store, but just open up your phone, type in Carely. C-A-R-E-L-Y, and you'll find the app and just give it a test run. Have play with it a little bit and see if it works. And I think that's that's the best the best way to go. And from a caregiving tribe perspective, I'm always looking to meet new caregivers on Twitter. I'm Matt Perrin, Matt underscore Perrin. Yes, Twitter. We love Twitter. Twitter. We do care chats once a month too. Hashtag care chat and those are always yes. a lot of fun too. I love Twitter chats. So you're going to be seeing this caregiver life participating from now on because we yeah. do, we're actually just at this caregiver because we like to keep it short and sweet on there. But oh, great. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, do you guys have a Facebook page or Instagram or anything like that? Yes, we have all the socials. We have all, all right. the socials and, and most of them are pretty easy. I think we're either at caregiving or at caregiving support on 
on ev- on everywhere. <laughs> on everywhere. We have all the socials. <laughs> everywhere well, except TikTok. We haven't made it to TikTok yet. I don't know if that's going to be. TikTok is out, I heard. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We won't be able to open an account anyway after Sunday. So, well, well. We missed the boat. <laughs> Um, Mayor, I would just wanted to let you know something. We've been getting actually a lot of hits on our new website, thiscaregiverlife.com, where caregivers can click a link. It's so easy and sh- share their story. They can also let us know if they want to be on the show. So I wanted to update you on that. And I also wanted to say if a caregiver is just super old school and wants to send us an email, how do they do that? Thiscaregiverlife at gmail.com. Send it to us. Ask us questions. Share your story. We want to hear from you. Well, that's it for today, everyone. We're going to put some show notes. We'll put links to everything Carolee and caregiving.com in those show notes. And we can't thank you enough for joining us. We just love male caregivers and we love what you're doing. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you guys for doing this. It's, um, it's exciting to see podcasts or in this space. I think we need more of it, more voices, more opportunity, more podiums. So kudos to you guys and thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. All right, until next time. Till next time.